Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Million Media to Consume Before You Die. Episode 20? No. No. no 15? This is 16. This or, is 16? Yeah, this is, I, don't, I don't actually remember which episode. Episode 107. I can't believe we've done 107 of these. Oh my gosh, yeah. We should have done something to celebrate our 100th episode. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know. It's crazy, like, I don't remember, like, 85 of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. This is the podcast in which we uh, elevator pitch the show's uh, music, movies that we watched or listened to. Or if either of us ever read a book, we can put a book on there. <laughs> I, I'm gonna get to that. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna read a book at some point, but not yet. Technically, I did read an academic book, but I don't want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, and we elevator pitch those things to each other, and we put it onto a list. Uh, pretty much dependent on how well we elevator pitched the uh, media. So, yep, that's the concept of the episode, or the concept of the show. And we are going to be talking about five things, me two and you three. <laughs> and uh, you want to start first? Or do I want to start first? Let's see, because it'd go me, you, Yep. Me, you, yes. me. I, I have two things and you have three so, things. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'd start and finish. All right. Yes. <laughs> so, I'll start with, uh, I guess, a couple of comic books. They're both Superman origin story. Okay. And these are completed stories, right? Yeah. They're like mini They're mini series, series yeah. kind of thing. Those are, those are the ones that I personally would only ever read because... Mm-hmm. Well, reading the ongoing ones, there are very, very boring. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm taking a a comic book, superheroes and comics class. So this is where these are coming from. Oh, okay. Did you hear about the uh, the Sailor Moon and feminism class? That's a thing. Hmm. Yeah. So, but is it a graduate level class? I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised that they're talking about Sailor Moon because. Currently in the industry, there is a huge uh, feminism thing going on right now. Not in terms of uh, uh, feminists doing, like, protests or anything, but just a very interesting uh, morphing in the industry that Mm -hmm. relates to females. So, yeah. And uh, so what are the two? Uh, One is called Superman Birthright. From 2004. I don't know the author or the or the artist. Okay, that's bad. <laughs> but All they right. exist. They exist. All right, birthright. And then the other one is called Superman for All Seasons, which is Jeff Loeb. I want to say. Do you know yeah. who that is? No. Nah. It's whoever did the the Batman Long Halloween. Okay, the Long Halloween. Uh, I don't. And uh, Dark, I don't Dark Victory. Those are some of the only Batman comics I've read, so... Yeah. Right. And those two were kind of, I think, sort of follow-ups to year one. Yeah, But okay. he didn't do... What didn't Mark Miller do year one? I think so. But those were kind of both, like, Batman in his early days. Yeah. Right. Even though in Long Halloween he faces off against, like, every one of the villains. Like, they all pop up for a yeah. arc. Because it's a long Halloween. Yep. Yep. And then a dark victory. And I think that's where the I Believe in Harvey Dent came from. 
Because they say that a lot in Long Halloween. Okay. So I think that's sort of that, and that's an inspiration for the Nolan movies, anyway. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. All right. So they're both Superman origin stories, mm. and they both sort of skip over a lot of the Smallville stuff. All right. And I High think school stuff. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. I think that if I'm remembering right, Birthright does do like the Krypton being destroyed section. Okay. But I think Superman for All Seasons doesn't really get into that as much. Okay. So All right. So it's basically Birthright starts, he's uh he's a freelance journalist in Africa. In some, he's embedded some in some African nation, and he's, and then he's he kind of hooks up with this uh, political activist person, okay. and then he has a, an adventure there to start with, okay. And this version of Superman, he's very he doesn't want to use his powers or, he feels like he needs to hide them, he almost has like, a Hulk kind of thing going on that like when people see your powers they're scared of you. Which is sort of weird. I guess that's a sort of a Superman thing. But also, it's sort of... They see his powers as he's saving them. Mm. So why... But they're like, Oh, I'm scared of you, even though you just saved my life. And it doesn't really... It's yeah. sort of a weird forced conflict where... Yeah. And then there's this like a whole thing when he meets Lois Lane. And then she's not scared of him. And he's like, You're not scared of me? And it's all like that, yeah, whatever. And then in this one... I guess it does go back to Smallville eventually, okay. with because uh, it's the whole thing where Lex Luthor and Superman knew each other like in high school, <laughs> because Lex Luthor moves there because of the because because of Smallville or because of the like the crash you know the Superman because Lex Luthor is looking for aliens oh, okay. and then because he's right. the smartest man in the world and he can't connect with anybody. So he's looking for an alien. Yeah, aliens to see if he can, like, find his equal. Okay. And then, so the interesting thing about this story is that it sort of sets up to me an interesting thing where Lex Luthor being like an evil mastermind is at least partly Superman's fault. Okay. Because he knew him in high school and knew he was super isolated, and then Superman feels that way too. But he never reveals the secret okay. to Luther. So, really... And he tries to just be his friend as Clark Kent. Right. But it seems like he doesn't realize that... Lex Luthor would never connect with just farm boy Clark Kent. Right. But then he's too, like, afraid to reveal himself to anybody. So right. he sort of creates evil Lex Luthor in a way. Okay. And so it kind of goes with that for a while, but then eventually they just abandon it and go like, you don't need to feel responsible for him anymore. And it's like, well, that actually would be an interesting relationship Yeah. that Superman feels responsible for this. For creating. For the supervillain. And then, so instead of just trying to like throw him in jail or something, like he tries to maybe. Reform him? Yeah, like reform or connect with him. Yeah. Then he doesn't. And that kind of made me really mad that they kind of had this interesting concept. Because Superman, overall, is sort of boring. Yeah. Yep. 
and then I they just kind of then they just kind of toss it out. So that's that one. And then it's whole, kind of the whole arc is just Lex Luthor is bad, evil. And then he creates this whole, he makes it look like Krypton is invading to make Superman look like the bad guy. But then Superman saves the day and whatever. Okay. And then so Superman for all seasons, it's more, it's set up like a, a mythic uh, reinterpretation of the Man of Steel. From acclaimed writer Jeff Loeb, creator of The Long Halloween. And then it's, I really liked it. It's the way the art, the art style, Superman, like he's really like big, like he's really like bulky. And then he has like this like kind of like big like chinned face. And then, and then the colors are kind of more vibrant or I wouldn't say that. They're more like... Saturated? I don't know. Or like not saturated. Like almost like colored pencil-ish looking as opposed to like really inky and... Dots? No dots? You saying? No Kirby crackle? Maybe. I don't know. So... And then so this is basically just another retelling. But it is the mythic kind of thing. It kind of works because it's... For because it's Superman for all seasons, so it starts with I think spring, right, and then goes to summer, fall, winter, right. And then each one is narrated by a different person. Like the first one is uh by Pa Kent, right, and, and then, then he it's, dies. No, he just he lives, or he doesn't die. He doesn't get sucked into a tornado for no, no. reason. And then <laughs> the second one is Lois Lane. The third one is Lex Luthor, and the fourth one is Lana Lang. Oh, okay. Who's right. his kind of hometown right. girlfriend. Just, right. And then that's the interesting thing that it sort of... She's in, she's an interesting character that kind of... Right. I guess this... She had, had this sort of same arc before, I think, in earlier Small versions oh, okay. of Superman where, like, she's in love with Clark Kent and then, like, she thinks they're going to get married and, like, you know, have a family in Smallville... Right. But then he reveals to her that he's Superman and yeah. he has to go save the world. So he basically kind of shatters her whole life and kind of leaves. Oh. And so she's kind of, she has a lot of anger towards him, but eventually kind of. Is that? Okay. Cause... And I think that's just, that was an interesting thing where. Right. I just thought Lana Lang was just in the Smallville show. No, I think she's been in it. Forever? Yeah, forever. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. And then that one. And then Lex Luthor is interesting in the Superman for All Seasons. I don't... I still don't completely he, understand he, his uh, motivations. He's more... Is he a kid? Or is he... Um... He's, like, older than Superman in this one. Okay. So or he's... Because there's... He's not... Um, What's his name? In a... Batman v Superman. No, he's not Jesse Eisenberg. He's not Jesse Eisenberg? Okay. But then he has, because it seems like usually Lex Luthor, you envision him as, like, bald, right? Yeah. But then there's also, like, a version where he's just a balding redhead, and this is that kind of version. Okay. And he's more just evil businessman who wants to just control Metropolis, and he has this whole thing of, like, I love this city. I have a love affair with this city, and then Superman comes in and 
disrupts everything. Okay. And so he doesn't like Superman because he can't control him. Okay. And then so he eventually kind of creates a situation where Superman can't save someone. And so he kind of, in trying to dishearten him and get him to leave. But then Superman, you know, he realizes that he has to go on and keep helping people. Okay. That's good. Alright, alright. I wonder, I don't know if there's more... If that was just a completely standalone thing, or if there was ever any follow-up with that version. Because it was just so distinctive looking. Would you like there to be a follow-up? Maybe. I mean, what else can they talk about? Because that's the thing, because in Superman is sort of... What else can you talk about? Yeah, and his other Ooh. villains are just, like, giant alien monsters that he has to fight, and there isn't really... Giant alien monsters that are stronger than he is! Oh, yeah. no! Yeah. So, really, the origin is almost the only interesting thing about him, in a lot of ways. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. As opposed to Spider-Man and Batman, where I don't really want to know the origin ever again. Yeah. Spider-Man's... The great, the his drama, or the thing that makes him interesting is the his how his um what was it his alter ego life is interfering with his regular life, and that and the issues that come with that. That's mm-hmm. what's interesting about him, not the villains, at all. Even though I've heard people say that they've his rogues gallery is their second favorite. They're all bank Second only to Batman. They're all bank robbers slash thugs. So it's not really... Well, there's... what you have... Or you have the kind of genetic experiments gone wrong. Sort of mirror image of... Yeah. Peter Parker. But in the end, all they do is rob banks. Like the Green Goblin or... What, the Lizard or Doc Ock or... Yeah. The Sandman or Venom or... Jeez, like all of them. Yeah. Well, and then Batman's... Are more just all kind of mirrors of himself. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the sense of duality is kind of there. I mean, some of them do. Um, I don't really know anything about the man bat or anything like that, but Harvey Dent, Harvey Dent with the Two-Face. Um, or the Joker. The Joker with his multiple choice past. Um, or really, his is more so... The Joker's more so a chaotic force and uh, Batman's... Uh, an orderly type of force and then um else is there bane is dumb uh, uh penguin no there's really just nothing else out there uh well no, or, Scarecrow. Get, or you'd say like Catwoman is sort of is equal in a lot of ways i guess but uh scarecrow is the one where it's about the fear the use of fear mm-hmm. but i'd say the penguin is sort of almost almost more of a reflection on bruce wayne like he's sort yeah. of Wouldn't like Lex a politician, Luthor... but also like yeah, ugly and right. Wouldn't Lex Luthor be a good Batman villain? Well, uh, did you see Batman versus Superman? Because maybe maybe he isn't that good of a Batman. Oh, he's fighting against Superman and Batman, right, or something? Yeah, or he pits them against each other for yeah, but that's not some reason. That's not that's not him versus Batman though. So. It's not rich, rich person who can afford. So I guess is there. Suits. I think isn't there. 
Well, there's like gangsters that Batman goes up, like Carmine Falcone or Black Mask or. Yeah, but that was. Even though I don't know much I'm about Black Mask. I'm pretty sure that those were just uh, movies. Those were just the. No, movies. they're in. Like, that's like year one is. Okay. And Long Halloween is definitely. There's a lot of Falcone stuff. Oh, okay, is it? Right. And Calendar Man. And... I guess, like, Spider Man does go up against the Kingpin quite a lot. Yeah. Even though, uh, would, yeah, would people is Kingpin more of a daredevil or is he more? I think Kingpin Spider-Man? was uh, was introduced as the daredevil thing, but Spider Man, I just think, has more interactions with him. I, I or and rather, doesn't like the Punisher isn't wasn't he introduced as a Spider Man? Wasn't he? There he was to introduced kill Spider-Man? as a Spider Man villain, but then has ties to um, Daredevil is the thing. So I guess they just switched their villains around, except that the Punisher... Because I guess they're both in the same city, so... Yeah, except that the Punisher is a, is a good guy, I guess, kind mm-hmm. of. He's kind of an alright guy. And, yeah. Yeah. So really, the Marvel movies, that's sort of... That's going to be a weird thing, where oh. Spider-Man and the Defenders are all in the same city. Yeah. Yet, I feel they like don't they're... Interact. Yeah, but then... Th- the Netflix shows are almost in their own yeah. world. Yeah. They're really tonally a lot different from everything else. Didn't Joss Whedon say something about how the TV universe is different? Where, like, Coulson is alive in that universe, but the movie universe, he's dead? I guess. I think that's just more him trying to Be... get out of well, he's just not really having that character die for real. Because <laughs> the Avengers sort of... A lot of that sort of hinges on them killing Coulson, and then yeah. he's not even dead anymore. Yeah. Or rather, he just doesn't really want to have anything to do with Marvel anymore, so... Yeah. 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 And anyway, no one really watches Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so it doesn't really matter. Oh. Not even Ghost Rider. Introducing Ghost Rider, nobody really cared. Yeah. That's sad. And now they're doing LMDs, which no one cares about at all. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. It's Life Model Decoy. Oh, they're doing that. Oh, no. So I think it's sort of... Because oh. wasn't that just sort of a band-aid that they do in the comics where this person didn't die? It was just their LMD. Yeah, that, that was just the... Yeah, that is a huge... But this is more... It's uh, The LMD is the bad guy. So it's just... It looks like it's Ultron. And they even like mentioned Ultron. And they're like, no, she's not like Ultron. It's like... It sounds like she's exactly like Ultron. Uh, yeah, that's not a good sign. But I'm more behind on that now, so I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it is good. I don't know. Yeah. The Ghost Rider stuff was sort of because they only did Ghost Rider because of Doctor Strange because they wanted to introduce magic. Okay. Sure. Into things. All right. Then there was a. Uh... So they have the whole like they have like ghost people as the villains. All right. Then what, what was there? What else was there? And what? I don't know. Defenders, I don't know. Still need to watch Luke Cage. Maybe I'll wait until like Iron Fist comes out and just marathon both of them. Oh god. Since they're really they're like the team, right? They're heroes for hire. Yeah, they're the heroes for hire, but ooh, Iron Fist. Ugh. So I guess New York does would need like a lot of superheroes. It's a pretty big place. Yeah. But would they meet each other? I guess because Spider-Man's sort of up in the sky and the rest of them are down on the ground, so maybe that's how they all 
Well, Spider-Man in the comics is the that is the connection between the two of them. Is the ground level, um, street level uh, superheroes and Avengers Galactic superheroes. Like he, Spider-Man is a connection between the two sides. Yeah, because none of the other Avengers are city-based. Yeah, so. I mean, Luke Cage has joined the Avengers at points in time, but it's never really, like... A... I think they probably all have. They all right? have, but it's not, like... It's never really the full-on thing, so... And Spider-Man has always been just the mediator between the two. And he wasn't he part of the Fantastic Four for a while? Yeah, when, uh... In one his... of the universes, well, like, when Johnny... When Johnny, Johnny disappeared. Storm. yeah. Well, no, I think that was in just the regular universe. And then didn't Storm... Wasn't Storm part of the Fantastic Four, too? Probably. They all switched their rosters around. The Future Foundation, whatever. Spider-Man no, gets, I... like, a white suit when he goes into, uh... When he goes into the Fantastic Four. So. No, they, they, like, called something else then. Yeah. Like they're the... Yeah. The fearsome foursome or something. Something like that. And, yeah. What else is there? Is there anything else to say? About superheroes or base or Superman in particular? He has... A, I don't know. Personally, I just think that he's too powerful. I think every time they try to reiterate him, the every time they reboot the universe, they keep making him weaker. Mm -hmm. in order to make it more relatable but that's kind of I think not the way that they should go because in the end Superman still has to be the most powerful thing because it's almost like in the movies they really upped Wonder Woman's power too yeah where she's almost she's basically equal to Superman yeah and uh, so that'll be a problem too because they you know what they killed Superman you know, quote-unquote kill them, but he's going to come right. back, so. Yeah, right, and what was it, Aquaman is powerful, mm -hmm. quote, and Then the Flash, I think they just, what? didn't they just scrap, like, all that they'd filmed and they're just going to start over now with the movie again? <laughs> I think that's what I heard. What? You know, like, the Ezra Miller Flash movie they're making? Oh, Yeah. I think they, they said they're starting over, like, from scratch with it now. Really? They're starting... Oh, wow. I don't, I, don't, I don't know the details, but that just it seems like... It's too dark. Okay, well, did you see the trailer for it? Uh, the... Uh, was it the Justice League trailer? Is there one? I just saw the Wonder Woman the, trailer. The Comic-Con thing. It was on... Oh, the, the sizzle reel or whatever? I, I guess. I don't know. The, the one where Batman is... Uh, ben Affleck is getting all of them together. Or is like getting all the heroes together, and you can notice an immediate difference between the Ben Affleck, uh, what was it, the uh, Bruce Wayne of of uh, Batman v Superman and the Justice League one, because when what's his face, um, when Aquaman pushes him onto a wall, he's he says. I heard that you talked to, to fish, and he smirks. And would you imagine that Batman v Superman, Clark, no, not Clark Kent, um, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne would would you imagine that he would say that? I don't know. I don't remember that movie at all. I don't, because from what I remember in the trailers of 
Batman v Superman seems to be. But it's a comic book movie. They have to have quips. Like in Doctor have, Strange, where he have, has to be quippy, even though it doesn't yeah. really fit the movie all that well. Did they have quips in the Batman v Superman? I think so, but I think Jesse Eisenberg kind of took a lot of the quips on. Right, so it's not even. So Bruce Wayne was always introduced, or was in this case introduced as a very all serious type of person. Mm -hmm. But I think they still had like. When Wonder Woman shows up and like Superman and Batman are both like, Whoa? I thought she was with you. I thought she was with you. What? Oh man, one joke that wasn't even that good. It was in the trailers, it was terrible. But uh yeah. But then that movie, the Wonder Woman movie, are you looking forward to that? What was it? Chris is in it? Yeah, Chris Pine. Chris Pine is in it? Like And I like yeah. her I like the theme they've given her. The musical theme. Oh, it's cool. It, it's and it's like a guitar thing. riff. No, it's like do 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 do. It's cool. I like it. Yeah, it was in Batman v Superman. It was the best part of Batman v Superman. Okay, well, it was the Wonder Woman theme. Okay, well, yeah, I, I guess I'm slightly interested because Chris Pine is in it, but I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, it's looks like it's going to be another one of those. It's just their Captain America, basically. That's what I was gonna say. It was gonna be just a Captain America First Avenger movie, and that's All right. Like, isn't it? And I'm just, not a big fan of that movie. It's just so, so weird how they're just like copying, copying them exactly. Yeah. Like it's... Suicide Squad is their Guardians. They even use Spirit in the Sky in both movies. Yeah, and they and their big bad villain is going to be um, Galactus or whatever. Oh, so is the Silver Surfer coming back? Oh, I know that's the wrong person. Then um, it's Dark Side. Dark Side, yeah. They already did Dark Side. He killed Superman and Batman v Superman. Well, no, 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 no. That's not Dark Side. That's that's a. I think that was. I think they called it Dark Side. No, because no, 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 isn't Dark Side who kills him in the comic? No, 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 no. It's somebody else who kills him in the death of Superman. It was whoever that was. Yeah, it's it's the monster thing, but I don't remember what his name was. I gotta look. I think it was Dark Side. Because I'm pretty sure Dark Side. Dark Side is the. Antithesis, or not antithesis, uh, is basically the same thing as uh, Thanos. Doomsday. That's yeah. what it was. Doomsday, yeah. It was Doomsday. It was Doomsday. But yeah, Thanos is is the equivalent of uh, Darkseid, except that Thanos is, is more interesting. Who <laughs> Was Darkseid the villain in the Green Lantern movie, or was that Galactus? I think it was one of them, but it well, was just like a big Galactus like, is the is the Fantastic Four villain. This but is, I'm. But in the movie, they in, have. In the a, movie, it's um, it's like the yellow thing, the yellow fever or something like that. I don't know. But I think it's. Uh -huh. <laughs> but uh. Paradox or something? Parallax. It's parallax. parallax. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. See, it's weird. The DC movies aren't as good, but they're almost more fun to talk about. Like just like, what was the big globby monster's name? Well, um, parallax is like an interesting concept. But wait, wait a minute. Galactus is Marvel, right? Galactus is is the Fantastic Four thing, yes. So wait, so who's gonna have who's gonna fight Galactus that you said? Wait, what do you mean he's gonna fight Galactus? You said that they were gonna fight Galactus. Somebody. I was gonna say I meant Dark Side. Dark Side, yeah. Because they're like the same, right? Uh, Dark Side and or, Thanos are the same. And then Parallax and Gal and Galactic Galactus are the same. Yes, I think so. Yes, and then and they both have an enchantress in their universes. 
And they both have a swamp thing in their universes. But isn't one of them a man thing? Yeah, one of them's called man thing instead. But he's but he's a swamp monster. But, but he's a swamp monster, yes. This is so yeah. Um Yes. Hey, when are they gonna do a Dracula movie, Marvel? Because they have a whole Dracula comic. I don't know. They can bring Blade back. They can do Werewolf by Night. You know, I kinda wanna see uh I was going to say something about fate, but I, I don't know why. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I guess that's about it. Yep. Okay, so, thing that I talked about, or thing that I watched recently, it was, uh, this was released during New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, and uh, it's called Fate Grand Order First Order. Subtitle is First Order. Uh, so this is based on the video game, sort of the uh, App Store iOS game called Fate Grand Order, which is basically this is going. This is the combination of all the fates, and all the servants are here, and you can summon all of them, and that's it. Um, so the story is that you are part of this organization called the Ch or Chaldea security organization and it protects humanity by looking at time uh by looking at the timeline and seeing anything that's weird about it and saying oh that's that's not how this thing is supposed to go so we have to go there to make it right again yeah so it, like the like, legends of tomorrow like legends of tomorrow basically yes um and what they notice is that huh past 2017 uh, humanity just goes extinct almost immediately. What happened here? And then, uh, and so they're like, okay, so the events that lead up to 2017, something must have happened, so we have to find out what it is. And they go back to previous Holy Grail Wars to kind of solve the issue. And uh, this is an alternate universe. This is, does not take place in the same timeline as the Fate Stay Night, Fate Zero uh, universe because uh, they actually go to th this is only one episode long they go into uh, Fuyuki City and the uh, and it's an alternate Fuyuki City where basically the entire city is destroyed uh, Emiya's household is a crater now uh, <laughs> uh, I think Sakura's household is something it also got destroyed or uh, the, what was it? The Mato household was destroyed. Uh, all the servants are corrupted. Uh, Saber is still Artoria, uh, or King Arthur. And, um, but which version? It's Saber Altar. But, uh, <laughs> yes. But, uh, it's the corrupted version. These are all going to be the corrupted versions. Uh, and then Archer is Emiya still, but he's corrupted. And then, Ryder is somebody different. Um, Ryder is different. I just don't remember who it is. Uh, but Lancer is Medusa. Yes. Was it Medusa Ryder? Yes. But th but this is an alternate universe. So Lancer is Medusa. and Which uh, really... Does Medusa really fit with either of those? Sure, it's fine. I mean, Ryder, it makes sense because she's she has control over mythical beasts. And shit like that. So, 
Spoilers, I guess. But anyways, uh, Berserker is still Her- Her- uh, Heracles. And then, uh, or Hercules. Hercules. And Castor is Kukulan, who is the Lancer of the original timeline. Oh, so the guy that like is hitting on uh, what's-her-face? Yeah, the blue guy. He he's like, now my my master sure is a bastard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> English dub is so bad. Hey, he that guy was. <laughs> but uh, call me sometime. Yeah, and is uh, yeah he's caster now, and because it's it's like an older version of him. Because in I the, don't even know like who is that guy supposed to be? Uh, Irish character. So just like that other guy, right? Just like, like the, the original Lancer, the like the Fate Zero Lancer, yeah, yeah, pretty much, um, yeah. And then, uh, but he holds like a staff this time, and and he uses magic stuff. Uh, uh, what else is there? Um, this time you're in your main. Uh, in the game, you have multiple servants that you can command, but in this show, it really just focuses on one servant and that is your main servant who is uh shielder who is a character who is a character that holds a shield did i not explain what this is all about okay so uh basically the holy grail war is where uh multiple heroes from legends from different eras come together in in the modern day to have a battle royale and then they fight to the death to get the holy grail which grants them a wish any wish that they have it will grant and and if you want to know more about it you can listen to our 10 hour uh epic fate zero podcast yes basically and, and it's kiritsugu yes ha yeah. i don't say it right for most of that podcast. yes but anyways though yeah uh you have you have a shielder who is a demi servant, which is basically a human that took on a servant's powers because the servant wasn't like was too powerful to summon by themselves, so they have to nerf themselves by being a part of a human instead. And yeah, so your so your main command or your main servant is going to be Shielder, and she is there holding a shield. She fights with the shield. Is she somebody? She is somebody who is, uh, who is actually rather famous, but um, a famous hero who once held a shield. Once held a shield. Yes, or whose legend was based on a shield. Ca- Captain America. <laughs> no, but Rob- uh, <laughs> Robin Hood. No, Robin Hood is a bowman. Josh Bowman. No, no, but uh, <laughs> but anyways. Anyways, though, anyways, though, they they are looking at the timeline. They're thinking, okay, what's going on? And they they go to the uh, the Holy Grail War of Fuyuki City, which is a different one from the which is an alternate timeline one. And then they go through that stuff and Castor helps them out because he's he's the only servant that hasn't been corrupted by the uh grail i guess because he's just a cool dude he's a cool dude he actually winds up winning the war <laughs> uh, in that particular in that particular grail war he or uh by the time that we solve it the issue or the by the time that you solve the issue in the story he's the winner of the holy grail war because he's the last servant uh standing uh besides shielder who comes from a different 
like who comes from the future. So, uh, yeah. Does he get a wish? No, he's he just says, you know, like, you know, next time that I get summoned, you would probably want to summon me as a lancer instead. Wink. Wink, wink. Why? You won when you were a caster. You won when you were a caster, and you lost when you were a lancer. You lose every time you're a lancer. <laughs> but I don't get to be as flirty when I'm a caster. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> uh, what about Assassin? How's Assassin going to all this? Uh, Is it true Assassin? <laughs> I think it's. I think it's still true Assassin, yeah. So is the other it's caster not in it? The, the other lady. caster is not involved in this particular. Who who was? Oh, it was um. Uh, what's her face? I know who it is. Medea. Yeah. Medea from Medea from Tyler, uh, Tyler Perry? Perry. Oh my gosh! I didn't know that he was I a think, caster. I think we need to do a, a fate fate stay night and then have it just be Tyler <laughs> Perry as Medea. <laughs> Tyler Perry. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. So you have three characters. The main character is. You can actually choose in the game. You can choose the gender of that character and um, their name and whatever. And in this case, they go. They went with the male uh, main character because you know that's gonna sell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they went with the male one. It's not particularly an interesting main character. Uh, yeah. Let's see. And there's a director of, like, the whole operation who is named, like, Marie Olge or something like that. She's an, a Western character. So, uh, yes. Lancer's Medusa. Oh, did I put down everything? Mm, okay, well, whatever. And Saber is the corrupted version. Archer is still Archer. Let's see. And you meet early on this character called Lef, who has this big, big frilly hair, and he's obviously evil. <laughs> and then, and then at the end of it, he reveals himself to be the villain, and then he kills the director. No, not the director. He kills the director, which, by the way, the reason why I I mentioned the director about 20 seconds ago, and I just killed her off already, <laughs> it, that's about as relevant as it is in the story. Not our beloved leader. Because she even says that the, when she's about to die, um, I haven't even done anything yet. <laughs> like, those are her, were her last words, and it's just like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> sort of like uh, Elijah Wood in the third Spy Kids movie, where he shows up as the chosen one. Oh yeah, and they killed immediately. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I, I think so. Was this sad. like? A, is this a complete story? Uh, it's basically. I would say it's kind of like an ad advertisement for the game like how how long is it it's an hour long uh but so when it says what like first order is that this is says? the first level that you play through in mm. the game so it's kind of condensing it to that because in the game you play or you um have i think three servants that you can control at once and uh yeah you so it's not just your shielder it's it's also with other characters uh, 
and your command spells they restore themselves once a day in uh in the game anyways so yeah but uh after you complete a chapter which is complete like a timeline or fix the timeline you get the holy grail that comes out of that war and they get the holy grail that come the, that came out of that thing that out of that particular timeline screw up so yeah this is uh hmm. so is this could it ever really be like adapted to not a video game or is this just basically is it a game well it's like is the structure just best suited for a game i think it is best suited for a game because uh the structure is grand order is essentially you're gonna summon all these servants from all the different fates all the different like spin-offs and you know stuff and you're gonna and that's like the whole grab of it is that there's so many different characters that you can get mm -hmm. that uh and it's super smash brothers fate super smash brothers but with fate sort of uh or i don't know like an all-stars thing is is what i'm trying to get to and it doesn't really suit the story in itself or as a as an anime because or as like a uninteractive feature because you have to focus it on certain characters and yeah. you have to and you can't just have random characters show up and be like yep they're there because fuck it mm. <laughs> um yeah so it's directed by uh hitoshi nanba who directed gossip and hero man uh which was and hero man is created by stanley but uh yeah, uh, and it's also composed by Ryu, Ryu Kawasaki. Ryu Kawasaki. Yes. And, yeah. Basically, it's... Then they go to France. Well, it, it ends with them going to the France Holy Grail War in, in the, during the Hundred Years' War because there are multiple Holy Grail Wars now. See, I like that. That's sort of interesting. Yeah. In this Even though it kind of goes against the whole idea of why it's set in yeah. Fuyuki, right? Yeah, it kind of does, but sort of. And uh there's a what was it? And like I've played to the France chapter at this point. Uh but yeah, there you get to meet John Dark, you get to meet uh Mozart and There's a third one. <laughs> Uh, Marie Antoinette. Uh, is, uh, is Bluebeard there? Uh, I think so. Yeah, he's there. Um, I think both him and the Saber version of himself, which is the, uh, which is when he was a knight and fighting under, uh, John Dark's, uh, army at the time, before he became crazy. <laughs> and then there was the Phantom of the Opera was there. Yep. I don't know what else was there. Uh, was uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame there? I don't think so, no. Uh, let's see. Oh, there are, there are some other servants. Was Be Beauty and the Beast? Is this, uh, are they in there? Well, so Mozart was there as caster, and um, let's see. 
Shakespeare, I don't, he doesn't show up, but I do know of the servants that are in the whole thing. I do know the full roster. But is he a caster? He is a caster. Most, um... But is he a fraud? Most, uh, people that made history that are involved in, uh, that are involved as servants that aren't warriors will be considered as caster. So, uh, yeah. There's a Jekyll and Hyde, but he's assassin. That's interesting. Um, let's see what else is there. There's like Dante from uh, from the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Dante's Inferno. Not Dante's Inferno. I was gonna. I was. Uh, or hoping. Dante's, isn't it like Edmund Dante's? Yeah, Edmund Dante's. He's a he's Avenger. I, I learned that from Once Upon a Time, where they had an episode. Oh, really? With the Count of Monte Cristo, where he's also an assassin. Did you say he was an assassin? No, no. Uh, Edmund Dante's is a Avenger. Oh. Who is, which is a, like, uh, it's basically the opposite of Messiah. <laughs> it's somebody who, who hates humanity. It's, that's what the Avenger class is. Somebody who hates humanity so much. That, so like, you know, like Iron Man and, and, yeah. and Hulk and all those guys. Yeah. And then, uh, what was it? Then there was Ruler, which is what John Dark's class is, which is, Somebody who presides over the Holy Grail War and acts as the judge, if there is no judge. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Extra class servants, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. David is one of them. King David. Like from uh, David, David and Goliath. Goliath. Yeah, he's an archer, and he uses a slingshot. Is Bart Simpson an archer too, and he has a slingshot? No, uh, not re- no. Relatively, the, the I think the most rel or the most uh, recent servants that aren't Emia or made up ones are would be uh, Billy the Kid. Like what about like Frankenstein's monster is like Berserker or something? Yep, Frankenstein's monster is a Berserker, and uh, they're Vlad as a as dracula's but there there's no dracula but there's vlad as the impaler and as the dracula thing as berserker so there's two different versions one is a lancer and one's a berserker is uh, is a dorian gray in it no as uh, as it, not ager <laughs> uh i'm trying to think of uh fake characters that are in it is because I think I might have named all of them. Jack the Ripper is a small child girl. Is a small little girl. She wants to go back into the womb. <laughs> That's why Jack the Ripper. She is uh, doing that stuff. And then, um, let's see. There's multiple different uh, Hassans of the mountain. The assassin on the mountain. The old man on the mountain is, I, guess, I think, the official translation. Uh, the Hasashins. Um, there's the true assassin who's cursed arm, and then there's the multi-faced one, which is the hundred person. There's the assassin of Serenity, which is uh, which is not considered as an old man on the mountain, so therefore she has a face. Is there any more like Greek stuff besides Hercules? Uh, Hercules. Like, is there like Zeus or something? I don't think so. There's no. Or like Thor. Achilles or. Yeah, there's an Achilles. Um. There's a. 
Is there like an Odysseus? I don't think so. I don't think there's. I don't know what he would even be. I think Odysseus would probably. I guess like Ryder. I I would say Ryder. Yeah. Um. I think. Uh, what was it? There was a uh, Francis Drake, who is the lady, but uh, she's a writer, and uh, and the pirates are all writers. Is uh, Orlando in it from the? I think Blackbeard is in it, but uh, yeah. There's what else is there? Solomon is in it, but you're but you don't. He's you can't summon him. He's the main villain. Uh, he's Caster. Um. What else is there? Uh, there are a few Roman emperors that are sabers. Mordred is a saber, who is the son of a, the son, quotation marks as, uh, of uh, King Arthur. Uh, Lancelot is one as both berserker and as a saber, which is dumb. <laughs> Uh, what about like Galahad or Bedivere? Galahad, Galahad is in it, but uh, weird circumstances or, uh, involved. Sir, Sir not appearing in this film. Oh from, well, uh, I, I would Grail. really like to see <laughs> Sir not appearing in this film, but yeah, Galahad is actually in the thing, but uh, it's it's a little bit weird with with Galahad. Do you even remember what Galahad's thing is? Isn't he like the chaste? I don't know. But, uh, no, as in what his particular weapon is. No. Oh, yeah. His, uh... I only know the Monty Python one, where okay. Lancelot takes him away from all the ladies. And he's like, no. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Sir Tristan is in it, too. Uh, I think most of the whole, the Knights of the Round is involved. I think all of them are. Yeah. Um, Sir Robin, the not quite as brave as Sir Lancelot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, was there? What else is there? Mm. Who knows? Well, uh, you know, Caster or not Caster? You know, uh, the character from the monk from uh, Journey to the West is uh, Caster. Interesting. So the I, I, monk, like the main character. The main character, yeah, the monk. Uh, they've there has been talk about the monkey king being involved, but they haven't done anything. Or with what? It. Then isn't there's the monkey king? Then there's like the water one and the uh, pig one, right? The, yeah. Are those the three? The pig one, yeah. Those are the three. And if we want to talk about the horse, we can. The dragon that's that is the dragon prince that got turned into the horse that will carry the monk around i don't know if that was in the defeat all monsters movie i saw okay well uh yeah there's there's technically five of them so i think they just do three so yeah oh uh five as in including the monk so Mm. yeah but uh yeah uh you should watch that movie it's a good movie whatever um i'll get around i want to know what you think of it i'll get around to it but uh yeah uh Let's see, Oda Nobunaga is in it. Because of course he would. <laughs> uh, there's a few uh, J- Japanese Warring States period uh, characters in it, so that's what I mean to say. Uh, what else is there? There's like four different versions of Medusa. And there's 
10 different versions of Saber, of Artoria, of King Arthur. And there's 10 different ver or eight different versions of Gilgamesh and eight different versions of, of uh, Lancer or uh, Kukulan. So, yeah. Yeah. Personally, I've been just playing it, trying to get the characters that I think are my favorites. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> oh, in particular for First Order, the fight scenes aren't really all that great. It's it's kind of reverted back to Fate Zero style of fight scenes, in which it's just not fun <laughs> to watch. Just a lot of a lot of standing there going, I could do this attack, but if they do this, if they do that. Oh, it's not even that. It's just that the or maybe I should say Studio Dean fighting. But uh, where it's just not interesting to watch at all. <laughs> Do they turn into like fighter jets and shoot at each other? No, it it's it it does seem rather pointless. Some of the fights is what I'm saying, and uh, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works is probably where it's the best fight scenes are at. I mean that first fight scene between Lancer and Archer is amazing, and then. The 10 second, or maybe the 5 second fight scene between Archer and Assassin is amazing and beats anything that any of the other uh, fates have done. So, yeah. Do I remember any of those? Yeah. That's I all. remember that Assassin has like the weird blade that like. That cuts. That rolls around, like loops around or something. Yeah. It, it breaks time and space because it's so fast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the music is fine, it's fine, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's alright, as eh. <laughs> it's something that's reminiscent of what it was before Unlimited Blade Works kind of blew everything out of the water. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have. Okay, so now my next one, I have two TV shows. Alright. So I'm trying to think of which one to do first. Alright. Should I do the not as good one first? Even though they're both good, but one of them's better than the other one. Okay. All right, I'll save the best for last. Okay. So, Go ahead. Uh, this week was the season, probably series finale, right. of the CW show Frequency. Alright. It's uh, based on a movie from the 90s. And so the TV show is about uh, a woman, and she's... Uh, She's a police detective, and uh, 15-ish, 20-ish years before that, her father uh, got killed while he was undercover, mm. and there's sort of a question of whether he was, like, dirty or not, or if he was, like, in too deep, right. or, like, too into being, right. into the role he was playing. Right. And then, uh, and there's also, uh, she's assigned to the case of uh, the Nightingale killer who's a, a murderer who uh, kills nurses and sort of has this sort of kind of religious iconography associated with the murders. Okay. Like he'll like tie like rosary beads around their ankles and hands and mm. stuff like that. And then so one night she... Uh, she has this old uh, ham radio mm. that her father was kind of into. Right. And it starts... 
And then I think like lightning strikes it or something. And then she starts to be able to communicate with her father back in time. Oh. So she's able to kind of warn him about him being killed and he survives. And that changes the timeline. And that changes the timeline. Does and she remember? Yeah, she remembers. Okay. Well. And no one else. Is it like uh, Back to the Future 2 in which everything around her changes? Yeah. Okay. And then like stuff that she tells her father, then he does something different and then that changes the present. Mm. But and she remembers everything. Like include like or she'll get like flashes of the new timeline. She'll get nosebleeds and But then... it'll take a while for I like sometimes it takes a while for her to kinda of catch up with everything then. Right. But then in a twist, it turns out that her mother is then a victim of the Nightingale killer back in like nineteen ninety five or whatever. Oh, okay. So then she has to work with her father to catch the Nightingale before he kills her mother in the past. Right. And set everything straight. Right. Okay. So it's her kind of working in the present to try to figure th- things out. And then she tells her father, like, look into this yeah. in the past. Right. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and it's a lot more... Because the CW, you know, it's a lot of superhero shows and kind of more sillier yeah all around things yeah and then this one is because i'd say more adult and more intense than your average cw show i mean this one actually sounds like the first cw show that i've been interested in watching (coughs) yeah it's it's good like yeah it's a good time travel show yeah right but then there's a lot of sort of superfluous side characters that I know I guess are in it to kind of flesh it out into TV length since okay. it was a movie originally. Oh, okay. Yep. But then, so then, uh, like the father has like another officer who was supposed to be like his. Pardon? I guess like you'd say like CO or something like command. Like he oh, was okay. his handler when right. he was undercover, right. and he is the one that kind of like he betrayed him. Okay. Right. So he has to deal with that. Okay. And then she has, and then her whole thing is, her mom was the one who introduced her to her fiancé in the original timeline. So with her mom dying back in 95, she never meets him, so she doesn't have a fiancé anymore. Oh, no. But then Soul kind of (laughs) connects with him. And then she also, her best friend, who lives next door, is in it, but he doesn't really play... Okay. Any sort of important part at all. Okay. But he's just sort of in every episode and kind of shows up. Is he the audience surrogate and saying, what's going on? Kind of, but she never tells anybody else about it. Like, neither of them do. Okay. Because then, particularly in the past, because their whole reasoning is, like, if they tell her mom in the past, it might result in her dying even earlier than they... And, like, once she dies in the past, it's it. Like, they can't. Yeah. Change anything anymore. So. Yeah. And then it's, it's built up. It's it's a fairly satisfying, conclusion. And they sort of set it up where there could be a second season, but is pretty low rated and probably won't get a second season. Right. But then the CW has said that they'll film endings to, because there's this show and then another show they had like that both aren't gonna get picked up. Right. But they'll they said they're gonna film at least like. A mini like webisode to wrap things up. 
Okay. Well, you it's said good. That it's already wrapped up now, right? Well, the first season's over, but there's still a couple plot threads hanging for a okay. second season. But it event like it could it could be an end like you could just accept it as the ending too. But right, right. And then the performances, everyone's they're good, and especially there's the casting is pretty spot on because the mom and then mm. the main character they look a lot alike. Okay. And it's good, interesting show. All right. All right. <laughs> and I tweeted about some of it. I think it was back when it was uh like the VP debate was going on. Oh, I was right. watching an episode. I think, yeah, I did, I did some tweet like, God, what these people need is a ham radio to talk with the past. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And then I did, like, hashtag frequency. Hashtag digitify. I got a couple faves from, like, the frequency fan club or whatever. Oh, okay. I think they just favorite everything that has frequency in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good, but I'm almost glad it's over because it's a little too. It's stretched out enough. And it's yeah, and it's kind of. It might even be better to watch it all in like one shot and binge it. Yeah, uh, you know, once you solve the who's the killer thing, mm -hmm. then what's the thrust after that? I guess you'd have to. Something else would have to like change, and yeah, you'd have to yeah, kind of string it out. Yeah, out. but then it just feels like it's strung out. So, but then it's because the, the thing is, the now, father still dies before the present day. Right. So he's still like she can't talk to him in the present because he's dead. Right. But then he dies in a car accident, so it's almost like she could try to save him again, like tell him when it happens. Oh, okay. So he doesn't do it. But I don't know, that would all be second season stuff. Okay. That won't happen, so. Right, right, right. Then, yeah. Yeah, is that it? Mm-hmm. All right. So would you say it's better than the butterfly effect? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not that I liked that movie anyways, so... Oh, and then, all right, so maybe this is just random stuff, because that reminded me, Yeah. because I was watching like a like a Twitch stream of a game oh, yeah? that had the butterfly effect in it. It's called like Until Dawn or something like that. Oh, yeah. You mean the horror game? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then... I'm not very sure if it's the butterfly effect. Well, it has like the butterfly effect is in the game, like whatever decisions oh, whatever, you make, yeah, right. it affects the right. story, I guess. Right, yeah. But then, because that, it's by a guy who does that, like nerd podcast that i listened to okay and then this week's was on uh hatsune miku do you know who that is yeah hatsune miku hatsune miku all right hatsune yeah hatsune mika no. no it's uh so you're talking about the uh virtual idol who mm -hmm. has a voice synthesizer type of thing uh program and it sings songs. You can make it sing songs, and a lot of people have gotten onto it. Uh, there have been quite a few uh, concerts that are uh, 
they kind of put a screen, this transparent screen, and they show, show lights on it, and it creates a virtual figure in the, uh, on the stage. Were you ever a fan of yes. that? Yes. I feel like I remember you being a fan. I have it, like, on my hat. It's like this thing right here. So, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I've been a big fan. Um, I think, personally, I really like it's... I haven't really listened to any of the new stuff lately. Like, but can't you, like, you could make a song, right? I can technically make a song. I wouldn't be good, but it wouldn't be good because I'm not good at composing music. But, uh, yeah, I can, anybody can make the song. Although it is a very big uh, price uh, to pay for. For that, the, what is it? For that I software. What, yeah, I Vocali forget what it is. Vocaloid software. Vocaloid, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the Vocaloid software is a bit pricey, so... It's, uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anyone could do it because you have to be able to afford it first. <laughs> so, yeah. At Bernie Sanders, everyone will have access to, to, the, to the Vocaloid technology. Yeah, dude, I would, I would totally be for that. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, I think some of my favorite songs come from the Supercell, Rio, uh, Supercell, uh, she tell your world is a good one um i think odds and ends is pretty much my favorite of all time melts is also really good and uh, then i'm trying to think because there was a commercial that had the, the uh, that like the, the toyota commercial yes yeah i have the maz or not the mazda the um, it's like the leak song or something isn't that what it is uh it's it's um what was it but like i can because i know I, I can't visualize what the commercial was, but, like, I know the song, and it's... It's, um, it's something, it's, like, Princess of the World or something like that. I, I forget what it's called. Um, yeah, I actually have it on my phone. Because, <laughs> but what was the commercial? It's, like, it's bugging a, me now that I'm trying or to... the Toyota Corolla. But, like, what it was happening in the commercial, like, I'm... I think it was, uh, like, people getting, crowding up for a concert. And that, and then she gets out of a car. That was the Corolla. But I don't even remember her being in the commercial. It was just like a song was used in a commercial. Let me see. Uh, Love is war. Nope. It's world is mine. Is the song that you're thinking of? The world is mine. I found it. But yeah, world is mine is probably the most famous. It's like do 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 do. Oh, that one. Oh, you're talking about that one with Jason Statham? That's it. Yes. They're all the Jason Statham faces. Yes. Oh, that's the one. That one, that, yeah. That one was on Twitch all the time. That one was playing on Twitch all the time. And it's, it, uh, the problem, I kind of love that commercial because me, me and, uh, I guess, uh, my roommate, we, we when we were watching um, League of Legends tournament stuff, uh, it would always play for that commercial, and it would constantly replay and not go back to the broadcast until we started dancing, <laughs> <laughs> and we had to do the ritual. Like constantly, we we're just like, "Oh, time to do the ritual dance!" Ah! <laughs> and then we flailed our arms around to appease the Twitch gods. <laughs> yeah. 
it's not there anymore. But yeah, that was it was uh, for I think a Motorola type of thing, a phone commercial. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that was always fun. That, yeah, that was the leak song. Yes. I, I don't quite remember was like Ivan Polka or something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's I think that was the first song that got the that uh, was the claim to fame because it was so, such a meme. Uh, and then after that, uh, Supercell did uh, World is Mine and that got really big. And yeah. So yeah, my favorite is Odds and Ends because it's a very emotional type of song. For, uh, very much spoke to me in a very uh, internal level, I guess. Yeah. So what were right. we talking so about? So anyways, <laughs> on to your second thing. Okay, on to my second thing. So what I so here's another thing about fate. It's called Fate Extella. So this is a video game uh, created by Marvelous, which did the uh, Senran Kagura, the Valkyrie Drive thing that I told you about before. And then um, this is based. Uh, it's also it's composed by Keita or Keita Haga, yes. <laughs> and it's a Dynasty Warriors like video game where you have crowds of enemies that you just wipe out with the single move and stuff and you're just constantly just killing armies and waves of armies so yeah it's a muso type of game and uh this is also another alternate timeline uh and it's in the extra the fate extra timeline the sub-series i guess you would say uh in which that the Holy Grail War takes place on the moon because uh, because the moon has this server thing on it <laughs> that records the heroic spirits, like that records the uh, the events of humanity on on Earth. So, yeah, it's more it's much more of a what if fate, but aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much is the is the is the concept because uh, there's like why is there a server uh, on on the moon? It's on on the dark side of the moon. No one ever knows it's there. Oh yeah, they they do talk about the far side of the moon uh, at various points in the story. And um, yes, so in this one, the this is after. This takes place after Extra, which was when the Moon Holy Grail War happened. So this is after the Holy Grail War. All the servants, like there are lots of different servants that come together, and they're not really fighting against each other. They're just kind of, uh, they're just kind of hanging out, eating eating shawarma, eating shawarma, and uh, yeah, just and uh, the 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 Moon Cell is creating like its own kind of server world i guess with like by creating new land and stuff and uh and your servants the ones that you control during uh extra are kind of leaders of their own empires and they're kind of at war with each other because they want to have all the land and they want you as the prize <laughs> 
in particular because they're they both they both are fighting over you is the thing and then uh yeah stuff happens after that in which uh there's there's this corruption that like that starts happening called the void cell and that's and it starts invading and then you have to deal with that and a star is relevant to this <laughs> so uh so there's this star that called the umbral star and it uh i don't know how should i say this it's um whenever it passes by like planets it eats up the civilizations that grow there so it sends uh it's vanguards to consume the civilizations on the living planets and earth was hit by this umbral star 14,000 years ago and it was able to protect itself through uh through very uh unknown means so you're trying to figure out how to stop this star from eating up your planet uh, from eating up the earth planet and then trying to save the moon cell and you're trying to just make sure that everything goes well and protect yourselves so yeah and there's uh, four different routes. At first, it's like, oh, there's three routes, which you can play as um, Nero Claudius, who is a Roman emperor, and that's a saber. Uh, Tamamo no Mae, who is a fox spirit that's a caster. And then Altera, who is a saber. Can you guess who Altera is? It's very Is it easy. King Arthur? No. Art Wait, what did you say? Altera. Altera. Yeah. Is it like in the name I should be getting it? Uh, so you know how Artoria is King Arthur? But think Ar of Altera. Alter? Altera. Alter? Altera. Yeah, it, yeah, just Terra? Altera, yeah. Just just think of just think of it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's a Vol Voltaire. It's a, the French author. There was a you know a conquest person. She was uh well she was a gender swap. This one was but uh, is it Alexander? No, Altera. Well, I don't know what you're talking. Altera, who is a Han of sorts. Attila the Han? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. And Attila the Han isn't in Mulan. No, that's a different Han. Oh, God. Now, what is his name? It's, uh... I guess it doesn't matter, really. It doesn't really matter in this case, now. But, uh, yeah, it's, um... Yeah, so you get to play through these three different routes, and once you play through the the three routes, you unlock the true route, and then yeah, you deal with it. Archimedes shows up as caster. Um, let's see. Uh, caster 
Uh, how many casters are there? I think there's only two. Um, too many casters. Too many casters. Okay. We all saw it. We all saw the cooks thing. But uh, yeah, there's one assassin who is um, who's this Chinese fellow, and he's he's a famous character in Chinese myth in which he is a kung fu master, and he only needs one. He only needs to hit you once, and he doesn't need need ever to hit you twice, because the first time's already the kill. Kill Bill. No. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, there's, there's Lu Bu. I don't, I don't really remember what his actual name is in, in Chinese's, but, uh, Lu Bu, who is a part of the Three Kingdoms, uh, folklore. And then, um, Karna of the Indian mythology is there. Uh, Medusa's there as Ryder, Fate's Day Night Rider. Jeez, they really like Medusa, huh? They really like Emia. Emia's in there too, but he's but he's not Emia. His name is Nameless. That's what they call him in the. Thing. So he could just be Clint Eastwood's character from The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Oh yeah, maybe. But he has the two swords and the bow and the red. Does where... he wear a, a, a poncho? No, he doesn't. Does wear... someone call him Blondie? No, but uh, he has the white hair. And he's kind of sarcastic and all that. And uh, let's see, what else is there? You also get to choose who your main character's gender is. So that's the thing. So it's kind of funny because uh, if you if you choose female, then uh, everybody's really, really yuri over you. I was <laughs> like, everybody's... Yeah. It's kind of weird, though, because the caster, Tamo, Tamamo no Mai, says, My husband... Even if you're uh, a lady. <laughs> so, yeah. That's kind of weird. But, uh, yes. I think it's kind of interesting that all three of the characters call you something different. Nero calls you uh, my uh, praetor, which is a thing. Uh, and then Tamo Namai's uh, Goshijin sama, which is basically my master, my dear master in the sense of a maid or a wife to the lord yeah i guess i guess you could say my lord or something like that and then there's my lord my lady and then altera says my prisoner <laughs> so yeah and uh and they all fight over your affections except well so this is just basically a harem game huh oh kind of <laughs> kind of but not really but uh it's it's not really like that because they don't really go that far <laughs> um yeah there's there's this concept of uh because every route kind of is their own thing is their own timeline it talks about how parallel worlds are closely related it talks it has a very interesting concept of parallel worlds in that uh if you is that uh, parallel worlds exist, but you can't have too many of them because if you have too many of them, then the universe can't sustain that. And because there there are too many variables that can change anything, and so there's always these particular events that happen in every timeline. And if and if one civilization 
like is too far into the future for that event to happen, then that event, then that particular timeline gets deleted. Or if it's too slow, if it's too basic, then for that uh, event to happen, then it gets deleted. So every timeline ha is is kind of following the same principles, but maybe little things in between it are different. So yeah, interesting. I, like, I just thought that was an interesting idea of how I think like, of how parallel worlds work. Is mm -hmm. that is that the universe can't like sustain the idea of it? Uh, it's like a tree's and its branches like the the trunk is like the is the main part but all the branches cut off at some point yeah or yeah don't go as far as the main as the main part of the tree so yeah i think it was really interesting uh yeah the gameplay is fine it's fine have you ever played a muso game where you just wipe out armies no okay well but that's more. I just haven't played any games. <laughs> yeah, well, you played Super Smash Brothers, but uh, yeah, it's so you can set up yourself for different combos, like do four light attacks and then a strong attack, and then that does something special. Use a use a special attack, and that does a whole cutscene. Use a noble phantasm that does a lot of damage to a whole army and stuff. Yeah. Personally, I like the uh, fox spirit character, Tamamo no Mai. Altera is also pretty cool. I don't like Nero, though. The Roman Emperor. So, have you ever seen the Nero, or the what that saber particularly looks, looks like? So, imagine... So... The problem with this is pretty. Uh, the problem with uh, Nero that I have is solely on the looks of the character. And Nero, imagine Saber, imagine uh, Artoria, but red and with kind of uh, larger humps instead. <laughs> with a red color scheme instead of a blue color scheme. So is what I mean. And that's it. Hmm. So that's the epitome of brand recognition for the sake of it, because the Roman emperor is, has no relation to Artoria, yeah. so, or to an English knight. So yeah, it's, it's dumb. And people like to, def and people like that character and I hate it. I just hate that character so much. Wait, which one? The Nero or Nero. Arturia? Uh, the Arturia I'm fine with. I know that I have my grievances against Arturia, but that's mostly because I think she's more... I think she's bland compared to everybody else, all the other characters. You've yet to see Heavensfield, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... When is that coming out again? I think... Uh, I think this is the year of fate, because they announced, like, four different fates this year uh there's the grand order animation then there was apocrypha which is going to be something else uh then there was the heavens feel and there was i think a, a fourth thing i don't quite remember what that was but isn't that going to be multiple movies or uh, yeah heavens feel is going to be multiple movies 
So yeah, it's either going to be two. Uh, so I think it's 2017 for the first film, and then 2018, 2019 for the others, or just both 2018s. So it's going to be three. Three. Oh no, I think they said four. Yeah, I think they said four. Wait, no, 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 no. It's, but are they, it's, it's three. It's three. Are they really going to work as? It's three. Movies though. It's a long route. It's the longest route out of all the. So shouldn't it be like a really long show then? Like what is isn't it going to be like six hours total? I don't know. Um, I don't know, maybe. But uh, Heaven's Feel is the longest route, and I think they want to do something interesting with it. If they is if they want to do, I think they're going to try doing different endings with each of them. As in, uh, there are particular there are points in the story in which there are endings that are uh that serve as like a conclusion to the story but there's but there's only one true ending for that particular route the other endings are kind of bad and it's in in a way or depressing Mm -hmm. like just like oh you didn't do well enough and that's why you get this ending but yeah uh what was there uh What's really disappointing about Heaven's Feel that I just heard about was that, um, you know, the composer for Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works will not be returning. Uh, that person do uh, Fate Zero? No, the person who, uh, who did Fate Zero is returning. See, I like that. I like the Fate Zero stuff. Well, I think what I'm imagining in my head. Well, if you're th- talking about the intro theme or whatever, that's not. No, I'm thinking of like the the soundtrack. Yeah, there's some, in, or maybe like the end credit thing. I'm thinking of. Well, the end credit things was her. Yeah, but um, but the, the I, I think that the soundtrack for Unlimited Blade Works was far better than the uh, Fate Zero one. Yeah, I think I just have to listen to them both. Yeah. Like isolated. Yeah. To think about it. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, it's very, because that very much disappointed me because uh, Yuki Kajira, I don't know how well this this uh, relates to you or and how you can apply it to how you see things. But um, Yuki Kajira is a very dramatic type of, uh, of a composer, is a very heavy type of composer i would say because uh her type her style of composing is has a sense of meaning to it or like a double meaning i guess something that's like oh just beneath the surface there's something else to this music and when she's hired to do lighter things like fate stay nights or uh sword art online if we're going to talk about that it it becomes lackluster because it's very just light and just on the surface and it just sounds terrible uh yeah i don't know There's, there are people that can do um lighter music much better than her is what i'm saying so i don't know if you can relate to that at all yeah, I think so. Like, would you see Woody Allen doing something that is completely dramatic? Or, like... 
I mean, he has. He has. I'm not really into it, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that, like, you see uh, that Woody Allen just doesn't do dramatic stuff well. But he does, like, lighter stuff, like Midnight in Paris for some reason. Or Annie Hall or Scoop. Yeah. And you think that those are good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. But then sometimes his comedies are bad, too. <laughs> yeah. But you see that his his craft is in, like, the comedic genre. Or the lighter genre, I would say. Not necessarily comedic, but lighter. So, yeah. And that's why I'm really disappointed with the Heaven's Feel announcement. Because just, like, we could have, you could have just went with somebody else and it would be fine. But, you know, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I guess. It, it made me, I guess, less interested in the story. Or in, in the idea of watching it. So, yeah. All right, so now on to my last thing. Yeah. All right, so I think the thing about this last one is I think my experience of how I watched this really kind of was the best possible way. Like, I think a lot of times I'm sort of into binge watching stuff or right. at least not watching it live. Yeah, because we have to it doesn't go really up, matter, but you have to do it every week and you have to remind yourself every week. Mm -hmm. That sucks. But for this show, it just it worked. Worked perfectly. And then so it's uh it's called The Good Place. I think I might have talked about it a little bit uh, I don't think so. a long time ago. And then so when I first heard about it, it was basically it was Kristen Bell getting a new show, which I was happy about because her previous show she was on House of Lies is something I just, it wasn't for me, and it was just sort of disappointing, because I'm a really big fan of hers, and yeah. she was on the show for like five years, and okay. I didn't want to watch it. Uh. So she gets this new show on NBC called The Good Place, mm -hmm. and uh, the premise when they announced it was uh, she plays a woman who's kind of been a bad person all her life, and, though, and so she decides to become a better person with the help of uh, Ted Danson as sort of her kind of guide to being a better person. Okay. And then, but then when the first trailer comes out, it turns out uh, the show opens and she's dead and she's in heaven, which is called The Good Place. Oh. And then uh, Ted Danson is uh, sort of an angel slash kind of, he's the architect of the specific neighborhood where they're living mm. in The Good Place. Mm. And then, but it turns out she's there by mistake. Okay. And that she just, she has the name of, the same name of someone who was like a, like a big humanitarian uh -huh. and was a really good person. Right. So then she's there. And the other on one's accident. in hell? Yeah. <laughs> or at least, but then somehow she rationalizes it with, because it's her name. Like he says her name, so she thinks that maybe they just like messed up the... Like, maybe they just associated her with, like, the wrong file or something. Right. So, she's sort of assuming that there is no... Or that actual person is just a completely different person. Okay. And then... So then each... And then part of the, like, charm and fun of the show is just kind of learning, like, what all the rules and stuff are right. of this, like, heaven that's been created. Mm. Then everyone has a soulmate, and her soulmate is uh, an ethics professor... 
And then okay. she reveals to him early on that she doesn't really belong there. And then he agrees to teach her how to be a better person. Okay. And then... And also, she kind of... Her being there is sort of a disruption in the good place. And it's because each... It's supposed to be kind of built specifically for the group of people who are there. Oh, okay. So her being there throws everything off. Yeah. Right. So they're sort of trying to figure out what's going on. And she kind of has to hide what's going on. Oh, okay. And then each episode ends on a sort of cliffhanger, sort of twist kind of thing. Right. Or something new happens. Yeah. So that's the basic premise. And I don't know if I want to get into spoilers to tell the story of how it's, how I loved it and how it kind of... So I'm watching week to week. Okay. Is and then it still going on? It ended. This season has ended. But okay. it's hopefully coming back for a second season. Okay. I'm hoping. Because really I was hoping. like, we're not going to put it on the list if it's still going on. <laughs> like this. But almost it could... B, if this is all there is, I think it works super well as just right. one, as a story. Right. So, the whole show is kind of, it's a sitcom, or at least, you know, it's a half hour sort of comedy. Right. Oh, okay. But, you know, it's single camera, so it's not like a laugh track or anything. Oh, okay. So, right. <laughs> and then the whole, the good place... It's sort of weird, and like, and the rules are kind of strange. And you could say it's almost like it's being, like, the writers are just kind of just making stuff up as they go along, and are just doing it like just for the comedy. And maybe the internal structure doesn't actually hold up to scrutiny. Okay. So that's one thing. So just keep that in mind. Okay. So then eventually, uh, it turns out there's another mistake. Um, there's this, her neighbors are, uh, this, uh, they're these soulmates. One's uh, a big kind of rich humanitarian, but she's like sort of like a famous humanitarian. Like, so she's like, like really fancy and kind of, kind of really into herself. And then her soulmate is this, uh, silent Buddhist monk. Oh. But it turns out. Oh. He's. Named uh, Jian Yu is his name, but it turns out he's actually Jason Mendoza, a failed DJ from Florida. Oh. And he's super, like, he's super dumb and doesn't really know what's going on. And then, so one of the twists is that she gets a note at the end of one of the episodes that says, you don't belong here. And it's eventually revealed that he left her the note. Okay. Because then, actually, the only reason he knows is on the first day, they're, like, at, like, some party. Right. And then she just drunkenly tells him that uh, she doesn't belong there. Oh. So just... Okay. So then he kind of joins up with them. All right. And sort of, like, goes to their, like, classes and how to be good. Right. But it seems like he's not really getting it. <laughs> and then eventually he falls in love with the kind of robot operating system named Janet that uh, kind of helps them out and is like their kind of aid in okay. the place. All right. And then they eventually get married okay. because the whole thing where she gets like rebooted and kind of latches onto him. Okay. And then eventually uh, 
Eleanor is Kristen Bell's character, the main character. Okay. She reveals that she doesn't belong there. But uh, Michael, who's Ted Danson, and the group, they decide that they've kind of grown to like her. So they want to make the argument that she belongs in the good place. All right. And then, and then so then the real Eleanor okay. was in the bad place the whole time and shows up. And then so she's there too. Okay. And then... Eventually, she goes. There's this old. There's this judge that shows up that right. he's going to decide. Right. And then he eventually decides that they have to go to the bad place, or at least two people have to go to the bad place in the place of Jason and Eleanor. Okay. So that's this whole thing where the real Eleanor is like, no, I'm gonna. I'll go to the bad place because. Uh, my soulmate, Chidi, doesn't really love me. She loves the fake Eleanor, and I don't want to be in the good place without a soulmate, so I'll go. So then one of you has to decide who's going to go, and then they all make different cases where, no, I'm going to go, no, I'm going to go, oh. we'll both go. And then uh, Eleanor realizes, so I'm watching this live, right. so it's all this stuff, she realizes... They're not in the good place. They're in the bad place. Oh. And that, and then Michael is actually evil. Okay. And then the whole place has been designed just to torture the four main characters. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, like, each of them is sort of made and paired up to, like, provide the worst kind of experience <laughs> yes I, with each of them that's a good concept mm. and then so michael the i guess sort of the demon guy now mm. is this is kind of his sort of experiment because mm. usually kind of the bad places are just kind of like by the book torture or whatever yeah but then he wants to have more fun with it yeah so he kind of designs this thing to kind of toy with them right. and then he says to his boss that he can keep it up for a thousand years and then but he doesn't it's just like a couple months and then they already figure it out <laughs> and then so he gets one more chance at it so then he erases their minds and then it restarts over again at the end of the season oh but then uh... eleanor's left herself a note that says to find uh cheaty again Okay. So hopefully she'll figure out. They'll figure it out again. Okay, that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just watching it live, just that ending when she figures it out, and then Ted Danson like turns, like he's this nice guy, and then all of a sudden like he smiles and laughs all evil, and it's just like it was mind blowing at the time. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know what difference it makes, but I feel like binging it. Or even going in knowing that it's like a show with some twists. Right. You can kind of go in going, I bet this is really the bad place. Yeah. But you never, you don't even realize the magnitude of it. Because, well, then it turns out that r the real Eleanor, she was just, she was like one of the demons and fake. Uh -huh. And everyone else in the neighborhood except the main four people uh -huh. are all just actually the bad guys messing with them. Oh, uh, okay. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. And then, it, so it turns out that the other two, Chidi and Tahani, 
that she's like the rich one. Yeah. Like they thought they were supposed to be in the good place, but then they actually were in the bad place the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's really it's really great, funny, and has and there's a lot to think about even in terms of like what makes a good person and right. Even about what is the afterlife and heaven and hell and then yeah. I mean... But then there's also, like, an in-between place that they go to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where it's... The person is... She's kind of like a mediocre person, but right before she died, she set something up that helped a lot of people, so they can't decide where to put her, so they just put her in the medium place Uh, by herself. Isn't the medium place called Purgatory? Yeah, but it's more that she'll just be there forever. Like, she's not gonna... Okay. Either move up or down. Oh. Oh. Okay. What was it? Purgatory. There was limbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but then there could be, like... There could even be a bigger, like, mystery. Like, maybe Ted Danson's character isn't as in charge as he thinks he is or something. Like, there's just yeah. endless possibilities that could keep evolving if the show continues, so... Right. Well, how many twists can there be? Well, I think apparently I think they have it sort of mapped out, but they always say that for all those shows. But. Yeah. Remember how but this Lost was, just... was all mapped out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just was sort of perfect, and even if it is over, I think it sort of works. Yeah, it sounds like it just bookends, so that's fine. So it's really good. Okay. It's the best show on TV right now. That's what I'm gonna say. Oh, okay. Unless. I don't know. Maybe the Americans is good, too. Yeah, I guess. So, now comes the point in the show where we put some things on lists. Or a list. Yeah, and since I have a phone now, I can maybe bring it up on mine. Ooh. Ooh, that's interesting. Ooh. And I'm going to read it out loud since... All of them? Yep. Maybe, can I read them and just go really fast? Okay, sure. Well, are, are you... I'll see, I'll pull it up too. Because <laughs> I may or may not actually have that on here. Alright, I see it, but do you have yours? Nope. See, because the thing is, I get emails with all your, tw- like, whenever you tweet something or something. Did I tweet something? I don't remember tweeting. Or, because I, I typed in declining to search. Ah, okay. So then, anytime, like, Twitter emails me about what you tweeted, it, that comes up too. Ah, okay. Yeah, Alright, yeah. I got it. Okay. So, bottom up. Alright. I'm going to read them. All right. I'm not going to say the numbers. All right. You just got to follow along. All right. From 64, though. Yep. All right. All right. We have Genius, Sausage Party, BFG, Tula Vrew, Dash, Trouble, Black Bullet, Ghostbusters, Lights Out, Warcraft, Lobster, Soccer Space, A Hologram for the King, Good Job Boo, Valkyrie Drive, Bikuni, Bikuni, 
Don't Look Now, A Bigger Splash, The Bad Seed, Star Trek Beyond, Suicide Squad, Now You See Me 2, Don't Breathe, Blair Witch, The Accountant, Hacksaw Ridge, Indignation, Ouija, Origin of Evil, The Shallows, Doctor Strange, Cert Women, Love Live Sunshine, XCOM, Enemy Unknown, The Magnificent Seven, FTL, Fast and the Light, Sully, Before Midnight, Whiplash, Astros of the Evil Dead, Nosferatu the Vampire, 112263, American Horror Story, Roanoke, Jellyfish Princess, Mini Metro, Eye in the Sky, Fate Stay Night, Garden of Avalon, Glorious After Image, Before Sunrise, Four Lions, Supergirl, uh, Bungoo Stray Dogs, Pete's Dragon, New Game, Love Live, School Idol Movie, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, The Light Between Oceans, Plastic Nason, Fate Zero, The Light Novels, Room, You're the Worst, Kubo and the Two Strings, uh, <laughs> Kimiga, Inakucha <laughs> Dominata, Arrival, <laughs> Journey, Other High Water, Forest Sunset, Penny Dreadful, and Fate Zero. Alright. The anime. Alright. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was kind of funny. But alright. So, uh, I guess I'll rate yours first. Uh, sh- I think we should consider the Superman comics as two separate things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what was it? First one was... Birthright. And the second one was... Superman for All Seasons. See, because it's like a man for all seasons, but it's Superman for all. See, it's like a little okay. like a pun kind of thing going on there. Okay, so uh, birthrights kind of loses shine after a certain point, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, so how about rights under Ouija, the origin of evil? Sure, I'll take that. So at number 41, then, all right. And then... So that's the lowest of the four, though, right? Yeah, I would say so, Mm -hmm. yes. Uh, And then... uh, A Man for Seasons. All right. (laughs) Uh, That one will be... I'll put it above Eye in the Sky. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Okay. At number 23. All right. Yes. And then, or, yeah, okay. Or just probably above by in the sky, because who knows? Everything will get pushed down anyway. Yeah, just above eye in the sky. Right. Yeah. Okay. Above eye in the sky and under Fate Zero, or sorry, Fate Stain Height Garden of Avalon, Glorious After Image. All right. Now. You have to say the whole thing. I have to say the whole thing. All right. And anyways, uh, what was the next one? Frequency. Frequency. Is Frequency better than Supergirl? Yes, it is. (laughs) Supergirls, that's kind of gone downhill in the second season, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Even compared to some. No, it's not finished yet. Oh, okay. Because it's just, it's kind of... So you're saying that Superman is lame. Supergirl? Superman. Doesn't he show up in this one now? Yeah, but he's not the problem. Oh, okay. And it's not that the sister's gay is the problem. It's that... I think they're... I think they're... They think they're being more progressive than they are. But I don't know. But that's kind of unfair, because I think there's probably a lot of people that are... Into that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. All right, uh, let's say, how about above? Um, 
and it is an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. So how about above uh, Pete's Dragon? Okay. Okay. So above Pete's Dragon and under New Game. So, right. That one was for uh, Frequency. Mm-hmm. And no, it was The Good Place. The Good Place. All right. So you want this uh, particularly high on the list, huh? Is this top 10 material? Yeah, I think so. How about the, I'll just put it un, under You're the Worst. Okay. Because you think You're the Worst is better? Probably. And then uh, You're the Worst has a couple more seasons under its under its belt, so. All right. All right. The good place. All right. Under You're the Worst and Above Room. All right. My stuff now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fate, Grand Order, First Order. So I think that one's probably the lesser of the two? Yeah, that one's the lesser of the two. Hmm. But still, it sounds pretty fun, I'd say. But then I mean, maybe, or is the you, game fun? If you turn your brain off, then mm-hmm. yeah. It's not... But it's, then I would never play the game, though, so... Oh, well, what I'm saying is that it's not something that you're gonna take seriously mm-hmm. like you would a Fate Zero or a Fate uh, Stay Night. So it's much more light-hearted than that. Hmm... So maybe uh, above American Horror Story Roanoke, below Jellyfish Princess. Does that seem like a? All right, sure. Uh, well, we can put that there. Oh, and also, forgot to say this before, but uh, in Fate Extra, I, I put down the voice actors, the three main ones. Sakura Tange, who is Nero, voices for Cardcaptor Sakura's Sakura. They all have the same name <laughs> for some reason. Oh, no. But yeah, she's like, it's, it's, I think her voice work was fine in this one. It's, um, I think the character was, itself was just kind of lame. Chua Saito as Tamamo. Nomai, who is, uh, I think, one of the greatest voice actors of all time, does great stuff. Just she's she just embodies every character that that she holds or that she is. And Altera's uh, Mami Konoto, a very good um, rendition, uh, I think, a very good upstart for a new voice actor in the uh, Fate universe. So yeah, but yeah. Anyways, so now this game. Yes. Do you like it more than Mini Metro? Yeah. <laughs> do you I like, like it. it. Do you like it more than Journey? Mm. Journey is kind of its own thing, I think. It's because uh, I'm just looking at the other other games and well, seeing, we'll seeing where to see like where the floor ceiling might be oh uh, I, I think that it's kind of a, like journey is kind of its own thing because it's not i don't know if i would ever i'm not i don't know if i would 
how should I say this? It's it's a game that it's kind of its own thing. It's not exactly like how other games work, like how Mini Metro works or how uh, Fate Extra or Extella works. Uh, so, because not really about points or anything, it's just about you going through this story, or it's not about you collecting things. Kind of, oh, it kind of is, but. Uh, it's much more focused on the aesthetic than it is about the gameplay, I guess, is the best. And then, would you say you liked Rogue One better? I think I like Fate Excella better, but, uh, yeah. <sighs> so what if it goes... My hype for Rogue <laughs> One is dying down now, so... <laughs> Would you think it's better than the Fate Zero novels? No. <laughs> uh, I don't think so, because, well, like, Fate Zero actually tells, like, a, a story that's a lot more competent, I think. So maybe could it go in between Rogue One and The Light Between Oceans? Yeah, sure. All right. That's a good place to put it at. Because then you... Wait... Is Plastic Nason the thing I'm thinking of? Plastic Nason. Is that like the short stuff? That's the short stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You really liked that when we talked that is about a, it. That is amazing. That is an amazing show. It is... I actually, recently I've started uh, watching or re-watching Nichijo, which is my everyday life, is what the translation is. And it's, um, it's a fantastic show to watch. It's spectacular but i haven't finished it yet or rather haven't finished re-watching it yet so can't talk about it i guess that's about it huh mm-hmm. yep did we introduce ourselves in this one i'm calvin <laughs> and i'm dave you can follow me at pop culture loser on twitter and you can follow me at declining prod on twitter and uh until next time 